Hello, podcast listeners. Uh, my name is Kason, and I am here today with our awesome video director, Ben. Um, and on this episode of Video Marketing Mastery, we're talking about our top picks for the champion ad from Super Bowl 56, and also the creative takeaways that life science, biotech, and healthcare brands can apply to their future video marketing campaign initiatives. But first, a few moments of housekeeping. So as a reminder, for those who've been following Todd's Video Marketing Mastery podcast for some time now, we're changing it up this year and doing a team takeover. But he's working on a new podcast show, Todd Hartley Show, that he's going to be launching soon, and we'll keep you updated on that. And this definitely is not going to be the last that you'll see of him. He's going to be on with our team every once in a while. He just needs to focus this year on his personal branding and his boot camps, which, by the way, if you're interested in getting better at virtual selling, his remote selling boot camp is starting within the next couple of weeks. So definitely go to toddhartley.com to learn more about that. Um, also, if you listen to our last podcast, then you'll remember me as host. Um, again, I'm Kason, the head strategist here. But over the next few weeks, you'll probably see a few other people showing up as host as well. This really is going to be a team effort where we dive deeper into video sales and marketing this year than ever before. Um, and now speaking of video, right? today's guest again, is our awesome director of video, Bennett Eller, who goes by Ben. Ben, before we get into our play-by-play -play analysis of our favorite ads, tell me a little bit more about yourself. Like separate of Wirebuzz, what do you love to do? Yeah, I'm a content creator at heart. So it just kind of naturally fit in that I assumed these roles as creative directors and video directors over the year just because I love creating content so much. So whether that be um, creating podcasts for fun with friends or uh, creating vlog style content, um, that's all the kind of stuff I'm surrounding myself with outside of work content. So um, I'm a content creator by heart. I love it. And I love all the new gear that comes out. I love, you know, geeking out over all that with everybody. And I love watching um, different creative ads and videos and, of course, films. Um, so that's a little bit about why I do what I do. <laughs> what is your favorite piece of gear right now? Uh, favorite piece of gear? Um, you know, I've, I, I've definitely had it all, whether it be gimbals and drones and little handheld devices. Um, I'm getting more back into a very simple camera setup with just hand-holding it and trying to get more intimate with those moments on camera and trying to just kind of how it used to be when I was younger, I just grab a camera and go out and do stuff. So I'm trying to enjoy that again without having all the fancy tools, just have a camera in my hands with a good lens, you know, manual focusing it, of course, and um, just kind of doing some of the old school ways that I, I, I learned when I was younger, um, getting kind of back to my roots and enjoying just being more intimate with my filmmaking. I think that's, also an awesome use of word choice, actually. I feel like a lot of people don't really talk about getting intimate with their craft, but it's true. It's <laughs> like you definitely have a relationship with what you do, and it's, it's very personal with how you do it. So yeah. um, it's, really, it's really awesome. Have you ever filmed like a commercial spot like a Super Bowl ad? Uh, never anything on the level of a, a Super Bowl ad. I've done commercials um, mainly for uh, products that were coming out in my industry, actually. So I've, I've done a couple different commercials for... Um, some audio units and stuff that they were marketing to like millennials and that kind of thing. Um, but I've never had the privilege of working on a Super Bowl ad yet. Yeah. Same. It's definitely a, a lifelong dream for me. Someday I'd yeah. love to work on a, a Super Bowl ad. Um, did you actually watch the Super Bowl this last weekend? 
I was like, okay, so I hosted a little party with some friends and stuff, which I usually don't do, but like I knew that we had this podcast, we were going to talk about it. So as far as the sports side of things, I maybe caught 15 to 30 minutes here and there when I was passing between the kitchen and the grill back and forth. So I was, I was hosting and I was grilling up some food and making food, making sure everyone was, you know, taken care of. I like, you know, kind of hosting those kind of events. But um, I did sit down for the halftime show and I did sit down for like a little bit of the fourth quarter. Um, so I, I, this is the first year in a long time where I actually watched the majority of the Super Bowl. Well, you, you did a lot better than I did. <laughs> um, I did not watch the Super Bowl at all. Um, I was actually flying down to L.A. on Sunday. So I was there when the Rams parade happened at Disneyland, which was kind of fun. Oh, um, but, yeah, no, I, I just watched all the the ads online, um, which, you know, I feel like this was also the weekend of the year where, like, commercials and the advertising industry also has their game day. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they, they they were they were releasing a lot of these commercials. I realized the week prior, it's not so much the day of anymore. I'm seeing you're seeing these come out earlier and earlier every year. Yeah, it it was crazy to me because I was on LinkedIn and like I follow some people that like work at PepsiCo and that kind of thing, and they were just sharing the teasers for their ads, like the weeks leading up to the Super Bowl. So I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. ads have previews now. Like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, little teasers to get you what's going to happen this year with our ads. Yeah, yeah it's a different cool. game now. Well, I want to get into, I think, starting with your favorite ads first. Um, yeah. So why don't we go into, how many, how many ads did you bring today? Three? Uh, yeah, I have three, but okay. there was one that really stuck out that I really liked. Okay, well, why don't we start with your, like, number two and number three, and then we'll talk about your number one. Ah, oh, man, okay, so we'll pull them up here. There was a couple. Um, going in order, I'll just kind of right, – the second one I really liked. I liked the TurboTax one. Um, okay. That's my second favorite. Uh, what I really liked about the TurboTax one is um, their use of just actors you wouldn't know and actors you do know. Um, you know, they use Jason Sudeikis in that ad, which is pretty great. I always love when there's a little bit of humor in my Super Bowl ad. Um, but I, what I liked about that ad is they were trying to appeal to – they were trying to just – tell everyone we're here for you. We are your tax consultants. We are the experts, no matter who you are. Um, and they did a really creative way of dropping back and forth into different characters. So they would just use creative pans and tilts and um, transitions where it looked like one character was turning into another character by ripping its face off kind of thing. And they had another character just kind of pop up out of boxes. Um, I thought it was really uh, a different way and a different approach to show that we take care of all, no matter who you are. Um, and that's what really stuck out with me with that ad. So that was that was my my second favorite. My third favorite is kind of a a mix between I think it was the Lay's and the Planters ad. So there's one for the the Planters nuts, which uh, brought back um, Joel McHale yeah, and um, handful or just one at a time. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the dialogue between him and Ken going back and forth around like how many how how do you eat, how do you eat your nuts? Like you know do you eat one or do you eat a handful? And the just the you know, the, the bickering back and forth between those two, just, I guess for me, that was a little bit of nostalgia for community days. Cause I was a fan of community when it was on. Um, so seeing those two just like, kind of just, you know, go at it with each other was, was a uh, really humorous to me. And I really enjoyed that part. Um, the same with the lays at it was uh, Seth Rogen and um, Paul Rudd kind of having just like this, this relationship uh, when the, the zombie kind of thing, the ghost thing, mm-hmm. it was weird, but it was, it was pretty funny. 
Um, so that's my third pick. So um, I like both of those. What, what was your second and third pick? So my second pick, like, so I'll start with number three. So okay. my third pick was the Frito-Lays ads um, mm-hmm. and both of them. So the Road to Super Bowl 56, what I loved about that one actually was that they collabed with Pepsi and the Frito-Lay product line. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you saw all of the products like Doritos, Mountain Dew, like they were just kind of there as, you know, the, the actor's side pieces. Um, but what I also really loved was the amount of nostalgia in that particular ad because it was an ad for football fans, you know, yeah. with Jerome yeah. Bettis, Eli Manning, Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. Like they really understood the context and the audience that they were creating that for. Um, but I also really liked the Flamin' Hot ad um, with Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I really liked that one just because I have a little soft spot in my heart for any brand that like uses music in their ad or kind of integrates that with, with yeah. their community. Um, yeah. My number two spot was the Squarespace ad. So for me... The copywriting was humorous. I liked all the alliteration um, and I appreciated the Zendaya feature. Mm -hmm. Uh, What I actually really loved about this ad, though, was not the ad itself, but it was GoDaddy's response to it. Because Fiona Parkin was their executive creative director. She posted on LinkedIn um, what Rachel Powell, their senior director of brand strategy, did. Um, they bought the URL shellanything.com and directed it to a landing page on the GoDaddy site. <laughs> nice. nice. So one brand's fumble is another brand's touchdown. <laughs> uh, that's nice. Yeah, actually, that was my favorite ad, actually. That was my number one was the, the Squarespace. I thought it was really creative in the way they, they told that story and the way what I really liked about it is it took – it kind of gave you a look of an entrepreneur's mindset, especially if you like have this little seashell business, right? How do you extrapolate that? And how do you make that larger than what it is? And you gave like all these little ideas of, Oh, now she does this. Now she does that. Now she does that. It gives that you're not just your one thing. You can grow, you can become bigger. And we're here with to help you with that with Squarespace. I thought that was speaking to entrepreneurs really well. And those are the people that are on mainly Squarespace. You know, they're not having people build out their sites necessarily. They're kind of doing everything themselves. Um, so I really appreciated that ad, but I like the response GoDaddy had as well. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I think that Squarespace in general does a really good job of understanding that they're speaking to small businesses and entrepreneurs and like, uh, getting people inspired and excited, especially in that kind of millennial Gen Z demographic to like oh, yeah. get their dream going. Yeah. I see. I see, uh, almost every sponsorship of anyone I watch on YouTube, everyone has got a Squarespace sponsorship of some sort. So it's definitely, they know who they're targeting. So for me, my number one ad was actually the, the robo dog ad by Kia. Um, So what I loved about this ad was a couple things. Um, Their use of animation, I thought was really, really brilliant Um, in the sense that they gave emotion to a robot right? Like you don't always see that every day. Um, I also thought the kind of back end setup of this ad of what they were actually doing with it, the purpose of it was mm-hmm. really important because 
you know, the, the Super Bowl, I think, kind of gets a lot of flack for being such a, a capitalist event. Let's let's not beat around that bush. <laughs> um, but what they did was they used this and they tapped into the cultural revel- relevance of NFTs um, mm-hmm. so that uh, Kia partnered with the NFT platform Suite and also the Pet Finder Foundation to launch 10,000 RoboDog NFTs. So oh, wow. people that bought them, um, 10% of those profits was then uh, donated to the Pet Finder Foundation to help with pet adoptions. That's so awesome. I just yeah. liked using such a big event for a good cause. I thought that was really awesome for Kia to do. No, that, that's that's totally awesome. I actually work with the pet adoption agency for the last four years. It's where we foster failed one of our dogs and stuff. So that that means a lot too. So that definitely brings in the one in one spot because they're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, and I I had a couple honorable mentions before we kind of yeah. pull it back into life sciences. But first of all, we have to address the Coinbase ad because that's all of the talk right now <laughs> with the QR code. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I don't know if that was a little homage to the office or not, or if that was just trying to get people to be like, "What is this?" So I, I think part of it was a PR stunt like oh what is this um the what I loved about it was that I think this was a really good demonstration of how to close the loop on like tv and cctv advertising these days of like having a little qr code in the bottom of your screen or something um and I also liked that the landing page they sent you to took you into two journeys. So it was for new users or current users. Um, what I didn't really like though was kind of to your point, like it left a lot up in the air at first of like, what is this for? Mm-hmm. Um, and there was just a lot of dead air time. Like there, there weren't any lyrics to the song. It was just the song. So I was mm-hmm. like, unless you knew, um, it, unless you knew it was, Calm Trues, who was the EDM producer on the track, and you knew that it was a takeoff on the Flying Lizard song "Monkey" or "Money." Mm-hmm. Um, like, and I thought that was kind of clever, like having a a money relevant song. But um, yeah, I was just kind of like, "What is it?" It seemed like more of a PR stunt than a than an ad <laughs> or like a story. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I I think it was a mixture of that too. Well, first thing I thought of was um, out of the show The Office. There's an episode where there's the little DD player logo just bouncing back and forth between a black screen. Hmm. So I'm like, oh, maybe that's kind of what they're also kind of paying tribute to. Um, but the funny thing is when it, that ad came on, everyone who was at my house was like, is the, the, the stream stop? What's going on with the Super Bowl? Like they thought there was something wrong. You know, they thought, you know, the, the stream, because we were streaming it because who has regular cable anymore? Uh, we were streaming it because we were watching it that way. Uh, they thought everything wasn't working. So it was interesting to see people's reactions. So it definitely was a showstopper, you know? Uh, it definitely stopped people, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> and that's, it also stopped, stopped their app. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah but, which is another important lesson. Like, I think a lot of clients we get always want, they want traffic, right? If, if we just get more traffic to our website, it's going to be fine. We're going to get more customers. And I mean, they did get a lot of customers from this, but it did crash their app. So it just speaks to the importance of making sure that you always have the infrastructure to support whatever traffic you send to it. Yeah. Did you catch um, the um, FTX, don't miss out Larry David one? 
You know what? I actually don't think I caught that one. Yeah, it was a rare one. I when I was skimming through, I had to watch a bunch of the old Super Bowl ads um, that someone compiled together and stuff. But um, they did one with Larry David where it was basically like this guy who was always like, oh, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. It's all these good ideas. Um, so basically the gist is like, you know, if you don't invest in, you know, um, uh, kind of getting into trading or into getting into investing, you're missing out. And this is the guy who said, oh, it's not going to be important. It's not going to be important. It's very Larry David skeptic, you know, kind of thing. Um, so it was pretty funny. That, that was a good one too. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the the Amazon Alexa one? Uh, Scarlett Johansson and her husband. I think it's her husband. So I did not catch that one, but I did see the Uber Eats with Jennifer Coolidge. Oh yeah, the one where it eats. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of meme, a, like a meme generated content this year, where they were taking taking some of the stuff we're seeing on social media and bringing it into play. I forget, I forget the company that was doing it, but they were using all the famous TikTok uh, loops in their ads. I have to, I'll, find, I'll find the name here in a second, but um, I, I'm seeing I, a lot more than what's trending on TikTok and, and Instagram reels and that kind of thing is making its way into these bigger ads as far as humor well, goes. No, and it, it's very interesting you bring this up because I think um, we're like on the verge of this universe and metaverse convergence, frankly. <laughs> um because I've I've heard of a couple movies actually doing that where like they'll pull in stuff from fandoms now for part of the plots to cater to that, yeah. um, but with ads too, I th- I think it just shows that what what works really well online because you know your users are also online and watching TV like you just pull that over, um, and it's just that extra level of interactive engagement and storytelling where they kind of feel like maybe they're they're in the know of the brand even before it comes out on TV. Um, but McDonald's did something similar where the ad that they ran, it was based on a Twitter post that came from 2020 where it was like, can I get, uh, <laughs> like, so everybody <laughs> knew the tweet when they saw the ad. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I like, I like bringing some nostalgia back that people, um, people are going to relate to Especially people, you know, on 2020, 2021, people are on their phones even more than ever, you know, being home and stuff. So, it's tying in relevant culture into these ads pretty, pretty nicely. Yeah. And I, and I think this is actually a really good segue to unpack a couple of takeaways for, you know, the life science, biotech and healthcare industries, because nostalgia is really, really effective. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is not something I see a lot in life science creative, even though most of the, healthcare providers that they're catering to are kind of in that later millennial Gen X era. Yeah. Uh, and Gen X loves nostalgia. So it's like, how can you incorporate references from when maybe they were in med school um, into your content? So they just feel like, oh, this is really, it's a brand and a product for me. Like it creates more of that human to human relationship than just, oh, you know, this, this is a cancer screening. Yeah. No, yeah, uh, that, that would be a good way to do it. I'm not incredibly familiar with what they were watching in med school, but to figure <laughs> out what those things were that they're nostalgic about would be a good way to bring some of that relevant culture back into it. I mean, it would just be funny even to do like a shot of, you know, following some some lab specialists around and they're all in like mullet wigs. <laughs> oh, yeah, so like 90s. 
<laughs> yeah, like like eighties, early nineties, like <laughs> MC there? MC Hammer pants, like go up to the sample and somebody's like, Hey, don't touch that. I mean, this isn't wasn't there a I remember with the last couple of years there was an ad where they brought back Doogie Hauser. Do you remember this? Uh it was a couple of years back. They brought him back as as Doogie Hauser and it was for I think it was a, a healthcare commercial, but I don't remember exactly who the provider was. But I remember it was creative and it was touching back on those roots of, you know, I'm not a real doctor. But, you know, that they had a whole series, actually, I think, where they were doing like, I'm not a real doctor. And it was all these TV doctors talking about healthcare. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that, that stuff is definitely like what I would love to see more brands tap into, um, especially too like with brand equity initiatives. Like when you think about this current generation and just how do you be more t- culturally relevant to now? Because um, I think that that's something that life science brands, they they do think about their their current providers, but what happens in five to 10 years when all their buyers are millennials? Yeah, I mean, it's we're already seeing that shift in a lot of marketing. You know, people are realizing we are millennials are the, the biggest generation now who are kind of in that prime age of buying houses finally and moving into political positions and making some types of impacts in the world, you know? 100% like they are they are the next wave of decision makers so it's it's the brands that I see building that equity with millennials and even even Gen Z because 10 years from now they're going to be you know entry level healthcare providers making those decisions with the products too so i think it's really important that both marketing departments and even sales teams understand that they have to start making those relationship connections now yeah. um one thing you you talked about in the TurboTax commercial that kind of rang a bell with me was the concept that they're really speaking like we're we're the experts across the board and they were talking to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a takeaway there from like the patient marketing side of things where mm-hmm. understanding you really want to keep your message general to make sure that everybody feels welcomed when they ask their doctor about your drug or your screening, or your device, or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then one thing for, for my number three ad, the, the Frito-Lays, that I thought was would be an interesting takeaway was, again, that full like product suite lineup of everything from PepsiCo and Frito. Yeah. And I don't see a lot of these bigger organizations doing like full product suite marketing videos. Yeah. You know, when they when they do a product launch, they focus on that one product and go to market. But the umbrella organization has so many screenings or so many products within all these different departments. And it would be interesting to see one of those like showcase type ads where it's like this is, you know, for example, like exact sciences, right? This is exact. And then within exact, it's like, well, here's our, you know, archetype. And then here's our other tests or like kind of other collaborations too. Like maybe they could collab with specific labs that they typically send their samples out to. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I don't really see that too. Like, uh, you those know, partnership kind of those partnership yeah. things, like, mm-hmm. like even partnering with a, a primary lab, like quest diagnostics for yeah. some of these screenings. Like if, if they work with quest, like why not play into that? It would be a great opportunity kind of for both just to bring awareness to the healthcare space. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, I think a big problem we see a lot with healthcare, at least as an individual is like first deciding who to go with and what the recommendations for the specialist are and where to go. If we saw some more content, where kind of these partnerships and these, these collaborations between brands that trust these other brands, it would help maybe clear some of that confusion of like, where do I go? What do I do? Like, who are these specialists? You know, who do you, who, who does my provider trust? You know? Yeah. And no, I think the, the trust factor and like the collaboration, like that's just another layer of the testimonial aspect of a business. Like we know testimonials are important, but to have that collaboration, it's like you don't even need the quote at that point because they're standing with you in the campaign. Yeah. And that, yeah. Standing with you in either. Yeah. That makes total sense. That's, we should see more of that. The other thing that, that sticks out to me with um, the Squarespace ad mm -hmm. is, you know, it was very inspirational of like, sell anything, get, get your dream happening on, on digital. Right. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to these bigger organizations and we think about like the next generation of either doctors or, you know, lab specialists, lab techs. Um, it would be really interesting to see some more almost employee marketing initiatives where these organizations are inspiring the next generation with their dreams of going into medicine or science or tech um, and yeah. trying to build some brand equity that way because employee marketing is an important thing that I think a lot of companies, they I mean, their HR team focuses on, but the marketing department doesn't always think about. Yeah, totally. Totally missed opportunity. Yeah, and, and that would go a really long way as well to building some of that buying equity because obviously if you're marketing to future doctors or future lab techs, well, these are also probably going to be the decision makers someday. Um, and for the for the Kia ad with the robot dog, what are your thoughts on healthcare brands and NFTs? Oh man, I'm to be honest, I am somewhat newer to the NFT space. It's been in my head knowing the gist of it for the past year or so, but I haven't really dived deep into some of the advantages of it and what it can really bring to brands. Um, there's ways, of course, healthcare could use it. I'll let you probably probably better to speak on this because if you sound like you know more about NFTs than I do. <laughs> I I know a little bit about NFTs. Um, you know, I, I get the gist of it is that you have kind of a, a unique token, um, yeah. an ERC code that applies to this digital product. And for me, it, you know, as we move into the metaverse and I, I do see a lot of healthcare brands probably thinking about that, like how do we put our education in the metaverse or like how do we do, I don't know, virtual surgical practices or something like that. But um, I think of a, a company like Abbott Cardiovascular and mm -hmm. how interesting would it be to have like an NFT stint collection? They <laughs> <laughs> <That> work. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like you could, I don't know, create your own like biomechanic heart online or something like that. Um, and part of that could go to the charity that they support. I, you know, it's a really yeah. interesting model to think about, especially from that, uh, foundation perspective of what are you raising funds for like research funds you could actually sell to the general public i think um like cancer foundations would be probably a hot market to do something oh, yeah. like that yeah how do you sell a unique product that's not necessarily you know very specific to what you normally do and how to personalize and customize that thing for a certain someone yeah and you know 
even just thinking about it now, they could even collab with influencers that maybe have survived certain diseases. Mm-hmm. Like I think about Bob Harper and how he had his, you know, he is a fitness trainer for all of his career. And then he had a heart attack and like heart attacks can really happen to anybody. You know, you're not yeah. immune just because you're healthy, but doing something with him, uh, like it's, is donating to a heart research foundation. Um, you know, that could be really, really awesome. And you could like get your little metaverse sweatbands <laughs> or your your custom Bob Harper tea or like, you know, take your take your sim on a, a workout with him or something like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, virtual rewards. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <that's laughs> virtual rewards for living healthy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as more people get into these, you know, um, these virtual spaces, these these ways that they're going to want to, you know, customize their avatar and do all that. So that'd be definitely a unique way to do it. You know, if someone donated to one of these organizations or something like that, like having the custom custom bands or something like that, people will pay for that exclusivity and like li- limited look, you know, um, that is, that's a smart way to look forward to it, especially as a step more into virtual healthcare and who knows yet yeah, healthcare might be on the metaverse one day, right? <laughs> it's, it will be eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So, to round up this conversation, I want to talk about one more ad. Um, and I don't know if you saw it, but it was the the Weed Maps commercial. Weed Maps commercial. So they were not actually on the Super Bowl ad. In fact, their ad got rejected by NBC because of it being about cannabis. But they didn't care. They aired their 94-second advertisement on YouTube the week leading up to the Super Bowl. Um, the main character was a stock of broccoli. And basically, it was it was kind of a satire piece about current advertising restrictions imposed on legal cannabis businesses. Um, but for me, the, the takeaway here was, you know, especially for life science, biotech, healthcare brands who we don't typically see in Super Bowl commercials, um, just because you don't have a Super Bowl spot, don't let that stop you from being disruptive or like having your own Super Bowl commercial the week of like do your mm-hmm. own brand awareness you don't have to be in the super bowl to have a championship ad yeah um so yeah, I'm, on I'm, that looking note, at the character. I'm looking at the character now it's great brock ollie yep <laughs> <laughs> that's, and like, that's, that's, that's too is like taking some of these you know diseases are more serious notes like to your original point of use humor you know yeah. personify something in a way that's a little bit more palatable for us and maybe less less morbid in the space so to speak yes exactly i mean we need humor now more than ever (laughs) laughter truly is the best medicine (laughs) yeah no for for reals it was good that's why i think i appreciated the the planners nuts one so much because it was they're pushing the envelope a little bit just being kind of mean to each other which you know everything so everything so sensitized now to you know is it going to be offensive and that kind of thing um, just see just two guys and just like go at it at each other, just, you know, just riffing on each other um, was nice because they don't, you don't really see too much of that anymore. And it was the way they were doing it was very humorous and just totally in, in line with their characters that they do. Mm-hmm. I can just imagine to like doctors going at each other like that. Oh, that'd be great. I'd love that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason you couldn't apply a lot of these same things to other commercials. It's just, you know, people be, be willing to push the envelope just a little bit. Yeah, it's just translating that to your individual context, yeah, your industry. Um, so awesome, Ben. Thank you so much for tackling this conversation with me today. I think we just 
gave our clients and listeners a full stadium of insights about how they can turn their next video ad into a campaign touchdown. Um, and on that note, stay tuned for the next episode of Videos Marketing Mastery with the team here at Wirebuzz. And if you have any questions related to this episode or you need some help using humor in your videos or to align your sales and marketing, don't hesitate to reach out. We can't wait to be your best friend in growth. Boom. <laughs>